Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and as usual is my good friend, Josh Fisher. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this time I didn't say his full name. Um, don't know why I did that last episode. Still don't know well, why. I mean, you, you explained it last time because you thought it would be funny because, you know, that's what you call your brother. Yeah, I, I it, was, it was weird. Anyway, um, so guys, uh, this episode... We're going to be talking about uh, the movie The Highwaymen and the series, original series, uh, I guess the remake of of Ultraman. Um, uh, If you're new to the podcast, what Josh and I do here is we watch two shows, as I just named them, in their entirety. Uh, This week was a movie, but whatever. Um, We give our thoughts and impressions and we give a grade at the end. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. This guest this week is Josh Fisher, guys. Josh, how's, how's it going? Pretty good, I guess, considering. What if we did that every week? I just said that you're my guest. <laughs> no, that would suck. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Although, you um, know, last week when you said you left that pause in there, and then you said, leave that pause in, I'm like, well, we can always extend it. And you started laughing about something. I actually did extend the pause like eight seconds. You extended it in the spot that I wasn't expecting you to extend. I know that's what made it funny. <laughs> when 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 Ben Abaya, he tweeted that he's like I checked to see if my thing was still recording and then you just started the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, so uh, our our website's different. Yep, all new website. Um, Still the actually, same web domain, allcuteuppodcast.com, but all new website. So something I noticed on the mobile version of the site, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't go immediately to the current episode. Um, it actually goes to the most current YouTube episode, which is fucking weird. So if you go to the website that on your phone, weird. yeah, if you go to the website on your phone, you have to go to a different page to find the latest episode. Um, but it's not difficult. Like the, it's very, it's very easy to do. It just, it's just as soon as you load up the website, it goes to that. So, just as a fair warning. Um, also, guys, the the day of this episode going up live, it'll be five days before the deadline for the contest that we talked about in Uninhibited, the summer movie wager. Uh, get your entries in. Yes, if you want to win something, get your entries in. It's it's a fun contest regardless. We will read off everybody's lists next week, or when we when we go live, uh, including our own. Uh, probably the whole episode will be based on that. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, depending on how many of you guys send in your lists. Um, but the only the only way to win is to to try, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You'd be surprised how these lists turn out differently every year. You're always like, oh, well, this movie's not going to do good, and it does amazing. It's bizarre sometimes how this shit happens, but yeah, 
it's fun. It's definitely fun, and I encourage you guys to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, by the time this episode comes up, you have five days remaining. Um, if 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 you go to our Facebook discussion group, I have linked the Google document in there to look at all the movies that qualify in the summer movie wager. Um, it's and, also uh, in the description of the episode from last week on whatever podcast uh, audio platform you're listening on. It's in the description notes. Yes. And so, uh, I think that I promoted it on Instagram as well. And I know we've tweeted about it as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll be so doing that again in the next couple of days. Yep. But as of this published date, which will be the 19th, you have until 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the uh, 24th to get your entries in. That's the cutoff. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so you want to get started, Josh, on the Highwaymen? Yeah, sure. We can do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you wouldn't mind giving a brief description of what the Highwaymen is about. Well, uh, it's a Netflix original, and it focuses on the Texas Rangers that tracked down and took out Bunny and Clyde. That is more succinct than probably the synopsis that it gives on IMDb. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was not... Honestly, Josh, I was not expecting to really enjoy this too much. Oh, yeah? I was... Yeah, because, like, usually I can I can play video games and pay attention to what we're watching at the exact same time. I might miss a couple details here and there, but nothing, nothing substantial or major. But I was getting so enthralled with watching... And I usually don't play, like, a heavy game that takes a lot of concentration, like Overwatch. I'll play, like... Right now I have this Dragon Ball Z card game, which doesn't take a whole lot of concentration. Yeah. Um... And, uh, or like a turn-based RPG or some shit like that. But I had to stop playing that game to watch the highway. I was mm -hmm. getting that enthralled by what was going on. Um, I'm not super into real stories, like movies of, of real stories or even like cop stories. Like it just doesn't interest me too much. Mm -hmm. But fuck me if this wasn't fun. I love a good period piece, especially if it's, you know, uh, historically, based on historical fact, period piece. I love shit like that. So. So I guess I should say I like stuff like that, but I don't hate stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I love I, I feel I indifferent. shit up. But this, this was, this was pretty well done. Oh, uh, it, it stars, uh, it stars Kevin Costner. He's the main character. Uh, he plays Frank Hamer, who was a legendary Texas Ranger. And Woody Harrelson plays his uh, partner, Manny Galt. And it also has Kathy Bates as the governor of Texas at the time, Ma Ferguson. Uh, John Carroll Lynch plays Lee Simmons, who's like the head of the uh, prison system and... Uh, Dude, I love me some John Carroll Lynch. Anything he's in is great. 
But I'm yeah, this flat out, flat out, the acting was superb in this. Oh yeah, yeah. They also had William Sadler in this. Uh, and he, even though he was only in like one actual scene with one line, one you know, one uh, one speaking part in a scene that was maybe three or four minutes long. It's William fucking Sadler. He's a great actor. W. Earl Brown. I've loved him since you know back in Deadwood. You know he played Dan in Deadwood. I never watched it. Dude, what? I know. Well, get you gotta the keep fuck in mind, like, out of here. Podcast canceled. Like, well, it's also it was also on HBO and didn't have HBO at the time. Uh, you got Amazon Prime now, and it's on there. So watch. It. I was gonna say, yeah, I've had I've had opportunities to watch it. I just haven't. Um, but yeah, at the time, like when it was on, like that's that's the same like Game of Thrones. Like if I didn't borrow my friend's fucking account, I wouldn't be able to watch the show. Yeah. But um. But yeah, dude, like I, I like it was just everything about this was just fascinating. Because like I, I was, loved. I was, go ahead. I was, I was, cause I got my folks to watch it. Cause I was like, you guys would love it. Like it's, it's right up your guys' alley. You'll appear to pieces. You'll have cop stories. Like this is your guys' thing. And, uh, and I know that my mom is interested in like Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Like it's just, you know, it's part of American history and well, criminal American history. And, um, yeah, yeah that's something I definitely want to speak on in a few minutes, but yeah, go ahead. But I don't remember us ever having a movie that dedicated the entire plot to the Texas Rangers. It was always about Bonnie and Clyde. You may have seen the Texas Rangers in the movie, but it was never about. It was never about them. And this was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah. This is told entirely from their perspective. You only see Bonnie and Clyde's face one fucking time, and that's at the end. And, um, spoiler alert, they die. Uh, <laughs> I said that. I said that downstairs. As I go, I go. Oh man, the scene where they get shot up was really, really cool. Mom's like spoilers. I was like, it's Bonnie and Clyde. If you don't like, know so how like, that story ended by now, shame on you for not knowing more about American I, history. I looked. Let I looked at history like, in general. I looked at. It, I was like, this is like getting mad that I told you the Titanic sinks when we're watching Titanic, and she goes, <gasps> spoilers, and I was like, okay, now I don't know if you're fucking with me or not. <laughs> Now, I legit know a girl got upset because somebody was talking about the sinking of the Titanic. So that was me and my... Huh? That was me and Josh. Uh, No, I think think that's happened in multiple places because I've had it happen too. Oh my God. If that's the case, that's amazing. But yeah, Josh and I were in line. We're like with the family. We're ready to go see this movie. He's in seventh grade. I'm in eighth grade. And we're talking about like, I can't wait to see how it looks. It's supposed to be amazing. And this girl behind us, she goes, thanks for ruining the movie. And we were like, how? How did we ruin the movie? Uh, the, uh, yeah, this was similar, but it's just like, you know, I said, I can't wait until they actually hit the iceberg and this and that. You know, I want to see how this is done. And this girl's like, what? I was like, yeah. What do you mean, iceberg? It's like, well, the boat sinks. This is like one of the most famous shipwrecks in history. What? I thought it was a love story. I was like, yeah, it is. It's a love <laughs> story about an iceberg and a fucking unsinkable ship that, you know, <laughs> they, got they, a little too fucked. close in their first encounter. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, I, I think my mom was serious for like a moment because I think she had forgotten what happened to Bonnie and Clyde. But the second that I made that joke and my dad just kind of gave her this look like, are you serious? Hmm. Um, She kind of was like, oh, OK, I see what I did there. 
but uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed how it was told from you know the uh, the perspective of the uh, law enforcement. You know, the respective, mainly from the two, the the pair in the Texas Rangers, but they also dealt with other departments because, you know, they're the guy that brings them in, Lee Simmons. He's like, Governor said you can go anywhere in the state. And they actually leave the state uh, because they go into Oklahoma trying to track them down. And they end up, you know, taking them out in, in Missouri. Uh, when it's all said and done, they tracked them for about three or four months is the time period. Of course, you know, it's not specified in the movie. Was, was it Missouri? I thought it was Louisiana. Maybe it was Louisiana. Because I know that I know that the picture at the end, the the real pictures, like one's oh, labeled Louisiana. It was. It was my mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah. Louisiana. Okay. I was. I I got confused, Josh, because I don't like. I don't remember little details like that. That's one of them swamp states. <laughs> one of them. No, nope. That joke's bad, Greg. That joke's bad. <laughs> my buddy. Shout out to my buddy Dakota. <laughs> he lives in Louisiana, and we're always calling, talking about how he lives down there in the swamp. But my, uh, my joke, my joke was a lot worse. I was going to say one of the sister fucking states. Oh no, that's like Alabama and Kentucky and West Virginia. I know that's why it's such a bad joke. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. This uh, it was Louisiana. Well, um, the, the dynamic, the dynamic that they showed between Hammer and uh, or Hammer and uh, Woody Harrelson's character, Galt. Galt, thank you. Uh, was so much fun to watch. I don't know, like, I feel like that was the artistic license in it. Because I don't, I don't think there could have ever been a possible way to show that that dynamic. Like, yeah. I don't think that dynamic was ever recorded. Yeah, and, and and the thing, too, is when these guys actually hunted them down and took them out, they were a lot younger than what they were portrayed in the movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's like the again the pictures at the end. I was like, these guys were like in their thirties, and Woody Harrelson and uh, they were, Kevin they Costner. Were, they were about forty, forty five. Oh, okay. Uh, versus being like sixty five, pushing seventy in this. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's fine because like again, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson fucking deliver those roles perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I love that they're sitting there and they're having a conversation, and Kevin Costner's like, or Woody Harrelson says, "How many bullets you got in you?" He's like, sixteen. He's like, "Don't you think it's time to see a doctor?" He's like, "How many bullets you got in you?" He's like, "None." He's like, "You know why?" He's like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause I was covering you." <laughs> so, I mean, that shit was funny. <clears throat> Which is funny. It's also funny because Galt died before Hamer. Yeah, yeah. Well, well after this situation, like post. Oh yeah, it was like it was like ten years later, but. Well, Hamer um, lived until fifty-five, which is. Yeah, something he, he like that. He would have been what eighty. Eighty-ish. He was, he died at age 71 at age 55. He was born in 1884, March of 1884, July, July of 55. Okay. Um, he took him out, they took him out in 34. So he was 
ju- he had just turned fifty, I think, when they took him out. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Makes sense. Yeah, there was there was a lot of scenes in the show that I I didn't even know about, like when they were in that one town. I want to say it was in Kansas, and uh, like Bonnie and Clyde were basically treated like heroes. Everywhere they went, they were revered and worshipped and treated like heroes because you yeah. got to think. This is during the Great Depression, and I didn't realize, I'd always heard, you know, oh, people loved Bonnie and Clyde, they were popular, but I didn't ever stop to think why when I was younger. I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, I was I was uh, not fascinated by the time period, uh, but seeing this older now, I can appreciate it because, you know, it was the Great Depression, and people are trying to paint them up as... Robin Hood. You know, they're like a pair of Robin Hoods. They rob from the rich. They're not giving back to anybody. And they're not really robbing the rich. Yeah, they hit a couple of banks, but they're also robbing gas stations and ripping off small-time people, too. Just didn't get publicized so much because people were like, wow. They were probably like, I was robbed by Bonnie and Clyde. Fuck yeah, that was awesome. No, it wasn't awesome. They fucking killed people. They were assholes. They were scumbags. They were psychopaths. They were they were absolutely something. Yeah, uh, but, something evil. Yeah. But that's and, American culture, uh, man. Like, like there's there's a reason that we kind of, in a sense, idolize criminals in this sense. Because it's it's a fantasy sort of thing. It's why, like, pirates are so popular. Pirates, actual pirates back in the day, like, at that in that era, were evil scumbags. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm talking raping and pillaging and killing whoever the fuck they wanted, whenever the yeah, fuck they wanted. It wasn't shit. fucking like, any Captain Jack Sparrow shit. No, it wasn't. It wasn't this Disneyland ride bullshit. And it makes me fucking laugh every time people like idolize that shit. I'm just like, y'all are like, ugh. my my favorite one is, and this is more fantasy based, but the idolization of the relationship between Harley and Joker. And I'm like, you realize that's a terrible, oh, uh, terrible fucking abusive relationship right every time i see some girl post and it's always a girl that posts a woman whatever sorry you know uh there's always some female that posts on instagram twitter or facebook a picture of joker and harley quinn from suicide squad i want a romance just like this so i'm sitting here thinking so you want to get the fuck beat out of you and treated like a piece of shit and smacked around all the time is that what you want because it's not a romance. It's not a romance whatsoever. No. It's not. And and, <clears throat> and to swing this back around on Bonnie and Clyde, that was the thing <clears throat> that I, I took away from this movie that I think other Bonnie and Clyde movies or other stories about them don't really showcase well enough. And that's the idea that um Americans and I don't know, maybe not just Americans, but for the sake of this argument, Americans um, love to idolize killers. You know, you look out through history and it's a constant thing. And I was like, even back then, mm-hmm. even back when people go, ah, we were more wholesome back then. The fuck you were. No. The fuck we were. Like, no. this is, this there is indicative was... of. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say it's you, indicative of, of, of how American culture is. Yeah, you hear the older generations, yeah, our time was more wholesome. Okay, really? Because I know how you just normalized talking terribly about people who were different. 
whether it be race or, you know, sexual orientation or what have you. Well, that's just how people talk back then. Yeah, people talk wrong back then. Fuck you. Don't try to claim moral high ground on me when you were dropping racial slurs and, you know, bigot, bigoted speech and shit. And, and, oh, Mark you know, Twain just was one of the great American ago. writers. I always loved him. Mark Twain was one of the great American writers. I'm like, yeah, okay. He did name a character Inward Jim. I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he did, and a book that was assigned high school reading for years and years. Yeah, uh-uh. But, and it's uh, just like, wow. Yeah, it's just, but yeah, so when I saw that scene in Kansas of them, like, surrounding Bonnie and Clyde's car. Oh, and, no, that was, that was, uh, that was in, uh, Louisiana when they were pulling it back into town. No, 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 no. Uh, it's about midway through the movie. Oh, the chase. Yeah, the chase. Yes. When they had almost caught him. Yep, yep. Yeah, how they just flocked to him and just wanted to get a picture of him or yeah, say hi for the tell crowd. them they loved him and to keep going. They were rooting for him and this and that. If it weren't for the crowd, it would have. they would have caught him. Yeah. But that's but, like, that's what, I t- that, that's what I took away from that scene <clears> was that... It doesn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if there was circumstantial evidence that Bonnie and Clyde were psychopaths that would kill a cop just because he's there. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it didn't matter. They were going it, to kill who they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted. And period. she was probably more hardcore than he was. Now, conflicting reports, you know. In this movie, she was portrayed as pretty hardcore, cold-blooded. Um, other accounts, you know, testimony from people that were associated with them historically say, well, she was just there. He was the one that was behind it all. She never did anything. And I'm just like, okay, somebody's either got a crush on her uh, and, you know, was trying to, like, posthumously exonerate her name in some way or... You know, who knows? I mean, I, yeah. but she was there. She was a part of it. So whether or not she pulled the trigger on jobs or not, this movie was well fucking done and showing that they just didn't give a single solitary fuck about anybody but themselves. And, you know, their families, of course, were covering for them because their families thought they were victims of the system. <clears throat> There's and a like great scene he, that shows that in the movie, too. Yeah. Uh, and William Sadler, you know, playing Clyde's dad, talking to Hamer. And, you know, when he tells him, he's like, he wasn't born this way. And Hamer was like, well, he's this way now. But when he tells him, he's just like, there's only one way this ends. He said, I'm asking you to end it. You know, he knew. Right, right. He knew that, that we're never going to stop. So you, man, as a parent, that's got to be hard to say. That's got to be hard as shit to say. But yeah, oh yeah, they they you know, and that's that's from all accounts that I've ever heard, read, watched of Bunny and Clyde. Like they were absolutely never going to be taken alive. Like, no. And uh, what I here's the thing I I knew about Bunny and Clyde from like. Because it's a it's a part of American history. Mm-hmm. Like the important lesson to take away of Bonnie and Clyde was that it happened during the Great Depression, and that they 
technically, in all accounts, were part of a, a systematic problem in this country, and they were robbing banks and doing what they were doing because of what was going on in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're part and an important part of American history. But everything I had read was that, like, they were just in a car chase. They ran out of gas, got out, and started to try to fire on the cops, and then got fucking riddled with bullets. I, the way that it played out in this movie, I didn't know that was the case. And I think that I think that's I just forgot. Yeah, I just know that they were ambushed by agents. I didn't know the exact particulars of the story. Uh, um, according according to the actual historical accounts by both Hamer and Gull and the other guys that were part of it, that's exactly how it went down. Yeah, yeah. Like from what I re- what I read via like pre production stuff on this movie, they they went out of their way to to make sure that scene was identical to their accounts. Yeah. And they even show that, like, there's some confusion because Hamer tells them, I'm going to order them to raise their hands and to get out. And one of the guys started firing a little too soon. Um, <clears throat> But it was going to happen either way. I mean, they were going down. Yeah, I mean. Man, they, they, emptied, be- they emptied over a hundred fucking rounds into that car between, the what, four of them? What was crazy was I, I so I watched that scene, you know, when I watched it, I was like, God damn, that is a lot of bullets. And then and I watched they the didn't scene again. shy away from that either. That was some brutal shit, those face yeah. shots and shit they were showing. Absolutely. But then I watched it with my folks, and my mom's sitting there just like, Jesus Christ. And my dad's like, that's how it happened. According to all accounts, that's how it happened. And uh, uh, then they showed the, like, the actual, like, I think it's like 30 millimeter? That's um, old fucking footage. Like, my dad has old footage like that lying around. I don't oh, old, that old reel-to-reel shit, 35 millimeter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it doesn't have any audio. It just shows the car, like, them opening the car door and the actual bullets and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. And uh, all my mom's the guns like, Wait, they found in it. <laughs> my mom goes, oh, that's really cool. They made it look like old footage. And I was like, no, 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 no. That is the footage. <laughs> like, that yeah. is real. She was yeah. like, it is? I was like, yeah. Apparently, like, how this played out, where they were ambushed, and then the car was dragged through the middle of a Louisiana town, and all these people flocked to the car, 100% real. Yeah, that's what surprised me, is like, when they're pulling it into the town, and there's just a horde of people, like, 20 deep on all sides, you know, and who knows how far in front and behind they were, but. It's like the streets were just clogged. It was like, okay, when you first ever saw The Walking Dead and saw a big horde, that's what it was. Um, the, the In one account, they said one woman ran up and yanked out a lock of her hair to keep. And another dude was trying to bite off his finger, wanted his trigger finger. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of showed that, but I'm glad it didn't go to that extent. Well, that that's what they were trying to do. You know, you actually see the lady in the film, like, rip out part of her hair. Was that the... Okay, that's what I saw. Okay, was I thought maybe she, like, grabbed, like, a something else, like, something in the car. Yeah, she was grabbing part of her hair because she wanted to have it as a keepsake. And then 20,000 people attended her funeral, and 15,000 people attended his funeral the next day. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what era, like, Americans love killers. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, 
But I was just like, I wonder if that's how it really happened. And then they showed the actual old 35 millimeter footage of it. Yeah. And that's exactly how it went down. I'm like, holy shit. That was crazy. Fucking nuts, dude. And, and well done on this movie for making it like, that's the point that I'm getting at. Like, that's what made me, that's what made it so enthralling was that I knew that what they were showing was real accounts like government based like real fucking accounts from these cops from these mm-hmm. Texas Rangers. Not Texas Rangers, sorry. Were they Texas Rangers or Rangers? They they were Texas Rangers, yeah. Texas Rangers, okay. Um Because the Rangers had been had been decommissioned uh by Ma Ferguson. Uh and they oh, can we were... just talk about fucking Kathy Bates' performance, by the way? Oh God. She's, she's a, awesome. She's an amazing <laughs> actress. She always has been. And I don't even remember the first thing I ever saw her in. Probably, I I know I was in high school, though. But she's always, always been just an incredible actress. And how she can turn it on mid-scene from being this stubborn old harsh asshole-ish bitch behind closed doors. And then all of a sudden, all smiles and handshakes and kisses. In a half a step, uh, opening a door, you know, for her adoring public, I was just like, "Damn!" Like as I agree with you, pulled that off so well. Yeah, I was gonna say she, as as like as much as I love Kathy Bates and I love the performance she did of Ma Ferguson. Mm -hmm. According to accounts, that's how Ma Ferguson actually was. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely awesome. (laughs) But to get you know an actress of Kathy Bates's caliber to pull that shit off, I mean, I love it. I'm really surprised, Josh, this movie isn't a theatrical release. Like, it's that good. Well, it actually did get a limited theatrical release in the United States uh, on the 15th, and then released on the 29th of March on Netflix. That way, after spending two weeks in theaters, it can qualify for Oscars. Well, fuck yeah. And honestly... As well done as this movie is, I mean, there are some awards that could compete for. That's for damn sure. It's it's fucking awesome. Like I'm, I'm the cinematography in this is amazing. Uh, let's go ahead and give a grade. Uh, since we can move on to the next thing, and, oh, I'll uh, let you go first. Um, a a here. Uh, I, I I would give it an A plus, but I think that uh, you know a couple of gripes about it is that there are some weird lulls in it like right before the ambush there's this scene where they're playing cards and woody harrelson's character is talking about some stuff about a previous like shootout situation and that scene completely lost me like i was just like why are we watching this like it's been leading up to this awesome moment and we have this lull like i get that that a film should have a you know oh, like no. the eye of the storm situation but or a moment but it just seemed kind of out of place um it wasn't horrible. It's it's not like a movie ruiner by any stretch of the imagination, but it was definitely, it was one of those types of situations for me. And there were a couple moments like that in the film, uh, some better than others, but um, well, I felt like the movie was, was up. The, the main reason why that happened is because that one really young deputy, Ted, that knew her and him when they were younger and in school and shit. He had a lot of doubt that he could go through with it. 
he was the one who initially leaked what their plan was and you know the FBI and all the cops came swarming down and shit and gave gave him away Woody Harrelson's well, I, I, character was talking to him about you know some people just aren't cut out for this I can't remember I 100% what it was I mean that's why it was there Yeah but, yeah, yeah yeah no I I understand that my my argument is that it was it felt longer than it needed to be and um it just seemed kind of out of place. Um, the other thing about this movie that I think it could have done better with is maybe a little bit more artistic vision. Uh, it really did feel like the entire film was just going beat by beat by beat, which is fine. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But uh, it didn't feel like there was, like, the artistic vision in this was more like, Galt and and Hammer's relationship than anything, um, and I was like, I would like to see a little bit more, maybe like more in 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 the realm of choice of music for certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a couple little things here and there that I was like, oh, that could have been done a little differently. But overall, like with the way the story's told and the the acting, it's just it's it's so enthralling that I was there the entire time, and it was a surprise for me. I honestly didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Nice. Well, maybe let me rephrase that. Enjoy it that much. Um, yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a solid B or C for me, but it, no, this is the fucking A. Like, straight up A. Oh, yeah, So, bad. So, yeah, I, I I give it a good recommendation. Josh, what, do you, what about you? I'm, I would also give it an A. Uh, incredibly well cast, well acted, uh, beautifully shot. Like I said, the cinematography is great, and, like, you know, when they are on the chase in Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure it was Oklahoma and not Kansas. But when it was mid country. Uh during the Great Depression, you know, there was also how all the fields were just dust because, you know, there was the drought out there in the Midwest. Uh you know, the and how they were in that chase and Clyde just started driving in donuts, kicking up a dust cloud. And they lost them in the dust cloud. Just flat open ground completely lost them because of all the dust. I mean, that shit, you know, throwing in little details like that, you know, and just showing you a glimpse of what life was like and how everybody was so poor and everybody's just like living in tents. Living in tents and things like that. Uh, These... um work camps I just like little glimpses of the history of the time giving you an idea of what things was like I really enjoy shit like that uh, the, but yeah man uh, I, I I love how it was told from the uh, the perspective that it was instead of you know being told from Bonnie and Clyde's perspective but instead from the the Rangers perspective so Really well done, you know, I mean, sorry to spoil it, they, they they got shot, but I mean, if you didn't know that by now, I mean, shit, that happened in 1934, so where have you been? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's American <laughs> history, like, it's, it's again, it's it's indicative of, like, oh, the ship sinks, like, if I somehow knew what happened to Rose and Jack exactly, and I was like, yeah, Jack dies, Rose lives, oh, ho, 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 that's a spoiler. Yeah. Telling you the fucking ship sink is not a goddamn spoiler. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is uh this is really well done and totally uh worth a watch. Um uh, so I highly recommend it as well. Yeah, it's really well done. 
All right, guys. Uh, so we're going to move on to Ultraman in just a moment. But uh want to let you guys know real quick. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Something about our store. There was a whole thing I was going to say, and my brain just was like, no, no more. Well, you know, there is that whole contest they can enter. The uh, all queued up summer movie wager. Yeah, talk about Get your entries in. Sure. Yeah, but, you know, what you can win is a free t-shirt from our merchandise That's store. That's what it was. I was going to say. But if you can score a perfect score on the summer movie wager, we'll also give you a $50 gift, gift certificate towards anything in the uh, all queued up Redbubble store as well. On top of the t-shirt. That's what it was. I was like, there was something there along the way. Oh, boy. <laughs> Life just uh, likes to throw you curveballs all the time. You know. Swing away, man. Swing away. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, fucking signs. I don't know why, but it does. Because that's what they told Joaquin Phoenix. Well, kind of. But... Yeah. Anyway, that movie sucks. Um, I enjoyed it. You would. We're a group of interstellar uh, aliens that can travel across the galaxy, but uh, the, we're gonna stop on a planet of a of a thing that hurts us like acid. Because that makes sense. Well, maybe maybe they didn't realize that the water was so hurtful to them. They can travel in space. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We never saw anything from their perspective. Unless it's like the aliens and fucking... People people explore, and you know, I'm sure there's been plenty of people explore the wilderness that had never seen a bear before, end up, but got eaten by a bear. It just seems... Back in the day. It just seems very unlikely that... Uh, I agree. I'm just saying. I don't let it detract from my enjoyment. Well, I don't like plot holes, so there's that. It's not necessarily a plot I'd hole. I'd say it is. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a plot-breaking device. You say it is. I'd say, say that much. Well, it, 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 whatever it was. It's also very <laughs> heavy on the God part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much. But, uh... Yeah. You know what? We're not here to talk about signs. We're here to talk about some motherfucking Ultraman. Sure. I did not uh, like, like this how show. Enthusiastic that. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. Because give a synopsis. This show. This show was badass. <laughs> no, disagree. Yes. 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 Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, all right. So this show, um, little backstory: Ultraman's been around since 1966 in Japan, and it's one of the, uh, one of the top-selling characters in Japan. Um, in fact, in the 80s, you know, Ultraman was like the third top-selling licensed character. Um. I watched the original Ultraman series when I was a little kid. Loved it. Uh, they had Ultraman, and then it was followed. Uh, 
let's see, there was there was Ultra Q and then Ultraman and then Ultra what was the other one? I can't remember, but there were like three or four shows. Ultraman was the second entry though. Um <clears throat> Yeah, okay. Ultra Seven was the one that followed. Ultra Q, then Ultraman, then Ultra Seven. And then there was a live action movie. Uh but there's been Ultraman content produced for fifty years. Well, in twenty eleven they did a manga of Ultraman that kind of carried in tied into the original series but overlooked the other stuff. That's what this does. This is like a sequel to the original Ultraman series, but ignores Ultra 7 and Ultra Q, but pulls elements from those two series and incorporates them into this reality. <clears throat> so, Ultraman, um, basically the Earth was threatened by alien invaders, giant monsters, Kaiju. and the world relied on... Yeah, Kaiju. Uh, the world relied on the Science Patrol. And one of the pilots, um, uh, Shin Hayata, he came into contact with a giant, giant alien called Ultraman. And Ultraman fused with Hayata. And he could, uh, basically, together... They teamed up and Ultraman would take over. Hayata would just basically merge and they would become Ultraman to fight the aliens away. And at the end of the Ultraman series, Ultraman left Earth and took all memories of Hayata being Ultraman with him. And that's where this series opens up. An older Hayata is at the Science Patrol facility and he doesn't remember that he used to be Ultraman. Everybody else there on the Science Patrol knew he was Ultraman, but he's there with his young son, uh, Shinjiro, um, and he finally starts having memories uh, that he used to be Ultraman, and his kid suffers an accident. Uh, he falls like 30 feet from... Uh, a, a balcony to the floor below and he rushes him out and doesn't even take him to the hospital so of course his former co-workers are thinking okay maybe he's got the uh, Ultraman gene too so yeah we get a time jump of 10 years and now Shinjiro is 16 or maybe 17 something somewhere in that range and his dad is finally realized that he used to be Ultraman. And this one alien shows up named Bemular. And he and Ultraman throw down. And Shinjiro actually uh, agrees to use a prototype suit of the Science Patrol to help his dad out so his dad doesn't get killed. And he becomes, he's on his way to becoming the new Ultraman. Uh, it's a little convoluted in explaining that, I realize. But without that backstory, it's hard to set up this premise. Um, 
at least for me it is. But yeah, it's basically a teenage kid inheriting powers from his dad and got this awesome uh, techno suit that channels the powers of Ultraman and he is trying to... He's struggling with being a hero. He loves the fame and the fortune and, you know, loves uh, having people appreciate him and look up to him. But at the same time, he is not about killing indiscriminately. Uh, He's also doesn't know how to handle with, like, if he's in a battle and hesitates, has moments of indecision or doubt, and it leads to people getting hurt. And those people lashing out at him, he struggles with that. You know, there's a there's a mentor on the science patrol that seems to not be able to stand anything about him. <clears throat> and he's trying to understand why. He finds out that there are aliens living among us in little back alleys, like their own sections of the city. And just trying to live their lives. And it's just, uh, it's a lot for him to take in. Of course, you know, and he's like 17. So he's dealing with all that. And it's a lot for the kid to take on. But man, I I, I really enjoyed this series. It was a lot of fun. I, I disagree entirely. The, the, the parts that, the parts that of the show where it was just the kid trying to come to grips with all of this and and he's it's like it's like half puberty half being a superhero ha 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 i've seen it before um that stuff was was intensely boring to me i i could not have cared less it seemed all contrived and um a bit in the realm of unnecessary to have that be such a massive part of the show and then the superhero bits were were also boring uh, there was a whole moment where, like, this pop star um, is being attacked by, like, this striped dude. And mm-hmm. he's not really attacking them, and the two Ultraman guys are not attacking, you know, the kid and then the, the other guy, aren't really attacking him. They're just stopping lights falling on the audience, and the audience is going to die if they don't move. Well... Yeah, yeah, he's he's made it look like it was just um, boring. He's there, dude. No, it, it was, was cool. super boring, man. Like to me, it was just I I I could not have cared less. And then there was like a twist at the end where it was like, I'm not really a bad guy, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, he's an agent of the Star Council, and he was there to uh, eliminate a rogue alien who was hurting humans. Um, and others. Uh, he was, you know, acting outside the I'm law. Kind of surprised that you enjoyed this as much as you did, dude. I love shit. This like to this. me was on par with like how boring um Devil May Crybaby was. Oh God, no! Devil May Crybaby fucking couldn't hold a candle to this. This to me was no, this... this to me was like poorly acted. Spider-Man-esque type shit, uh, but, like, less entertaining. Like, there was so Mm. many moments. It wasn't until, like, the last two episodes that we got, like, a ton of action. And even then, to me, the animation was all stiff. It looked like somebody was taking action figures and just doing stunts with them. 
Like I, I was not. I was. I do. I do that every day. Yeah, and if you did a stop motion thing, I would say that's cooler than this show. Dude, I thought the animation in this was pretty awesome. I did not like it at all. It was very stiff. It was very like 2010. Like it seemed old. And, uh, dude, I thought it looked great. I love the look of it, especially you know when they're Ultramaned out, uh, because there's actually three different people being Ultraman. You know, Shinjiro is being Ultraman, and then there's Ultra Seven, which is you know I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but then there's also Ultra Ace, um, who also comes into play, and they're based on actual suits from the other Ultraman series from Ultra Seven, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, I maybe because of those throwbacks to the old stuff, maybe I helped it help me enjoy it more. But I honestly hadn't watched anything Ultraman since I was like five years old. I don't. You don't. But I've seem always like, been a fan of the. Like property. You don't seem like the kind of guy that would let nostalgia completely overtake any kind of critical thought process on the show. <clears throat> um, no, I literally enjoyed this. It wasn't a nostalgia. No, that's what scene. I'm saying. I don't think you would. I don't think you would do that. That's my point. Um, and, beca- and because yeah. of that, um, like you enjoying it, I think you just straight up fucking enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I'll give, I'll give, I flat out, flat out did. I'll give credit where the, you know, where, where I want to give credit in the show and that's how it looked. Um, and when I mean, look, I mean like the way, like the, the design of the Ultraman outfits, the design of the aliens, like good shit. Yeah. Good shit. But honestly, it all, it all animated so poorly. Like it was just, it was dull, kind of slow a little bit. The fire effects were just like. They were, it felt half-assed, like, it just, ugh, there were so many things, I was just like, I don't care about this, like... I don't know, man, I, you know, I, 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 you know, you saying that it was animated poorly, I think it looked great, you know, that's totally subjective, our opinions, right. you yeah. know, uh, I, I love the look of it, it's not like modern, current anime, this is more, this is more animated similar to say, more recent Gundam series, which I'm all about. Um, I mean, the animation but, wouldn't have bothered me as much had uh, had it been... Maybe had the, had the plot been a little bit more uh, to my liking. Um, and, and, and I'll admit, maybe I'm not being totally fair, because, like, for me, I just there were so many moments where they get into the, 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 the Ultraman outfits, and I'm like, oh, shit's about to fucking go down. And then it doesn't, or it does, and they like, and they clinch, and then they back off from one another and are having a conversation. And I'm like, okay, you guys are gonna do something? You're just you're just gonna talk. You're just gonna talk, okay? Like to me, Ultraman in the past and the stuff that I've seen of Ultraman is very, it's very uh, uh, Power Rangers esque, and. Mm. Power Rangers, when you watch old Power Rangers, it's very little about the kids and more about them being Power Rangers and doing cool shit. And I kind of, like, if I, if I, if we got a modern, uh, animated Power Rangers show, I feel like it would be two-thirds Power Rangers shit, like, the first third would be them as kids, the second third would be them fighting in their outfits, and then the last part would be the giant monster. That's kind of what I was expecting this to be. And it wasn't. Um, and I was like, at first I was like, okay, they're just, it's a different take. 
It's a different style of, of how to tell the Ultraman story, and that's fine. Nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it was like, it, it just was so, it was so concentrated on the kid and, and his, his trials and tribulations of being both a teenager and a superhero. And I've seen that. That's, that's my problem. I've seen that multiple times. And it felt like they just took the Ultraman IP and went, let's tell that story again. And they didn't do it in a very fascinating fashion either. Um, again, this is all subjective for me. This is, again, not inherent to, like, Josh's opinion or anybody else's. You guys might enjoy it. I don't know. For me, it was just, I, it was a slog. It was, it was a chore to get through. And, uh, there were a lot of aspects as to why. Um, a lot of the acting in the show felt very, like, how do I put it this way? When when I watched it in Japanese, it felt better than when I watched it dubbed. And the problem is, is that this was like dubbed at the same time it was being animated for the Japanese audience or with Japanese language. So there was no like post dubbing. It was all done at the same time. And but it, it felt very um like mid 80s dub. Like, where there's just lines and dialogue that don't fit the scene? The voice acting was fine. I completely disagree. Uh, I think that a lot of the voice acting, was, especially on the main character, was really poor. Really? Like, over, like over, overacting and uh, emphasizing words and phrases that didn't, that didn't fit the scenario. Especially when he's talking to the, um, the pop star girl. Like, a lot of that stuff was very, like... Okay, how hard do you want to drive home that he's a fucking teenage boy with a boner? Like, how hard do you want to fucking drive that home? It's just, there's a lot of moments like that that I was just like, it's not, it's not necessary. And, they, and these scenes lasted way longer than they should have. It was like, it was like, I get... I really enjoyed um, the voice actor for Moboroshi, his mentor, you know, who was Ultra 7. Um, That was the same voice actor as... Uh, War from the uh, Darksiders series. The video game series. Okay, okay. Well, you know, to be fair, War wasn't necessarily a uh, a hard voice. It's, it's like it's like arguing that Snake is a hard voice to, to Snake uh, from no, I'm not saying it's a hard voice to do. I just, you know, I like that dude's work, you know. I, I like his uh, characterization of the character because it fit the animation to me is what I'm getting at. I I guess I mean I I don't necessarily I don't I don't share that sentiment. Like obviously. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, the show doesn't look ugly. It just animates ugly. Like. Like I said, it felt like they, they, they really spent time on making the characters look cool, but then really put a lot of time, or didn't put a whole lot of time in animating their movements. Um, and then the humans, by the way, the humans looked even worse in my mind. Like, all the cloth on everybody looked just bad. Just kind of there. Like, they built a, a, a model and then put clothes on it without animating the clothes itself. 
Like, it was stuff like that that really, like, showed itself when there was a... Like, when they're just standing there in the crowd, but then a kid, like, waves his arms and nothing happens to the clothes. I'm just like... Did you guys all half-ass this? Is that what's going on here? So, that's what I'm talking about, Josh. Like, that's... And then they, and then the animation of the Ultraman themselves seemed very, like... Like it was... Action figures. But not in a cool... In a, yeah, they look badass, But not too. in a cool, like, stop-motion sort of way. <laughs> no, man, they look awesome. I said they look awesome. I did that animated. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were like, okay, well, so they only have knee joints, and they have arm joints, and they can make fists. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Like, there just wasn't a whole lot to them. I was very bored watching this. Like, I don't think you watched the same thing I did. I swear to God, man. <laughs> because they did more than bend their knees and make a fist. I'm telling you. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I say if you like anything mech-related or, you know, if you're a fan of anything Gundam-related or any of the super robot stuff from Japan in the 70s and 80s or even the newer Pacific Rim-style movies, you're going to enjoy this. I think it's a fresh take. I like how it's based upon the manga from 2011 to 2016 that picks up after the original series. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was animated well. I think it was voice acted well. It's a compelling story to me. It's a lot of fun. I binged the whole thing in pretty much one day. I loved it. And I'm going to give it an A. Um, I, I polar opposite. Like, almost complete polar opposite of how I this show is a solid D plus at best in my mind. Um, I was incredibly bored. Like I'd watch two episodes and then I'd have to go do something else because I was like, I if I if I keep watching this, I'm just I'm just gonna not pay attention. And I, to be honest, like there were so many times where I was so bored that I stopped. And and there were times where I wasn't even playing games watching. I would just either like get lost in my own thoughts or just instinctively pick up my phone. Like I was, I did not, I did not enjoy this at all. And this is a, this is a weird dynamic we're dealing with right now, Josh, because usually if there's something I really liked and that you didn't, it's usually how it works or we both like the thing. I can't think of a, I can't mm -hmm. think of a time where this dynamic has happened yet. <laughs> Godless. Oh yeah. Well, I, it wasn't this bad. I didn't hate Godless. I just didn't like it as much as you did. Um, this, and I can't say that I hated this because, again, there are things I did enjoy about it. But <laughs> really, tell me one of them. How how it looked. <laughs> if you handed me actual action figures of of any of the character models in this show, I'd be like, "That looks dope." But that's they it. got them. SH Figure Arts have been putting them out for about three or four years now. That's that's it, Josh. Like that's that's my problem with it. Like. There needed to be a lot more time spent on the animation. And again, I don't think the voice acting was that good. It was way overacting. Like, if you want classic, like, classic anime dubbed voices, this is, this is the route to go because it's, it's going to be like that. But yeah, I just didn't, I didn't dig it. I didn't have fun watching it. And 
I'm glad you did, Josh. I'm glad you I'm glad you liked it a lot. I just I couldn't get into it. I had a lot of times and opportunities where I could. And they kept introducing things and adding things to the show that I just felt like detracted from other plot points. Like the kid who had like he was basically all mechanical. And uh mm-hmm. like it just didn't it felt so weird and out of place and like shoehorned in. So stuff like that that really like bothered me. But well, they're also telling a five-year manga in 13 episodes, that, and there'll probably be a second season to finish it all up. And I'm going to throw this out here, Josh. That's not that's not an excuse. Like, that's... that. No, no. I get what you're saying. I mean, if you dug it, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I just I could not fucking get into it, so... That is going to be a divisive one, guys. It'll probably be one you have to check out and, and see where you fall in line with us. Hell, you might fall right in the fucking middle. You might give it a solid B minus. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. But for those of you out there, Greg's wrong, and that's okay. We still love yeah, it. Yeah, you're fucking wrong about um Agrisuko, so there's I'm that. I'm never wrong. No, no. Because that's something that's poorly animated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in that regard, so is South Park. Well yeah, but that's part of South Park. It's the part of going to Agrisuko's charm. No, there's no charm in that. <laughs> As you can see, our taste in anime vary greatly. You like cutesy shit. No, I don't. No, not necessarily. And I like badass shit. Dude, my favorite anime is Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I love Death Note. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is one of is one of my top ones. I need to watch all of those. Um. Well, I'm more of a big mech kind of thing, so... Well, I still, I, like, I, I still plus need to two, watch... Uh, plus two, when those came out, I never had uh, much opportunity to check those out when they were available on regular TV, because I was working all the time. Right now, Cowboy Bebop, my favorite anime of all time, is on Hulu, dubbed, and I, I recommend watching it dubbed just because the voice acting in it is fantastic dubbed. Um, okay. Like, I highly fucking recommend that show. It's only like 30-something Well, episodes. I want to anyway, because, you know, they just cast John Cho as the lead character in it for the live action We 100% movie. be reviewing that, by the way. Hell yeah. Um, most likely did Death Note. Uh, did we? We didn't do Death Note. No, I bitched about it on the po- on the other podcast. Because I didn't bitch about it, I bitched yeah. about people bitching about it. Um, oh. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, Next week, guys, next week, we're going to be uh, reading off everyone's list for the summer movie wager, including ours. Uh, it's going to be fun uh, to see how everyone did their list differently. Um, I honestly haven't even done mine yet, but then again, I have a week um, because we record this. I've been so busy with other shit that I've not done mine either. But that's fine because we got we, we have a week. Um, shit, I could do mine right before we do the show, but. Uh, you guys, when you, when this goes up, you'll have five days, five days to enter. Please do. We want to see a bunch of people's lists. It's so much fun to do. Plus you could win something possibly. And you never know. I've, yeah. I've lost bad sometimes in the past. Like just the most recent one we did. I The most recent thing he lost was his mind by thinking that fucking Ultraman wasn't any good. Oh, Josh. Um. But yeah, yeah. You uh, also thought that Thor Ragnarok was, a, was a not a good movie. What? You also thought Thor Ragnarok was not a good movie. 
I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a little too hokey. See what I'm dealing with here, folks? Um, I also enjoyed Dark World the most out of the three Thor movies. That's that's. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, I enjoy that one too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I disliked Ragnarok. I just think that it was too heavy-handed with the fucking jokey shit. Some is a good comedy. That's what I'm hearing. It depends. <laughs> Thor's just not a comedic character to me. Anyway. You know, it hey, made sense in the first is... movie when he throws his mug down, I'll have another because, you know, he's used to being in a tavern and ordering that way. That's funny. Because this, that makes sense. This is a taste of what you can get on Uninhibited. Uh, Josh and I discussing movies or other things like that. Whatever pops into our mind. Um, this is definitely an un uninhibited conversation. Uh, we'll probably bring it back up. I don't know. Maybe. Because the problem is, is that the next uninhibited that we record will be two days before Endgame. So mm -hmm. that's a thing. But, uh. Yep. But yeah, guys, get your entries in. We want to, we definitely want this contest to work. We need you guys to 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 compete, and there's nothing like you you lose nothing on this. Like pride, maybe yeah. free free to enter, free to win. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it's just fun. But um, the following week we will be reviewing um, Santa Clarita Diet season three, which I've already watched episode one of, and I'm very excited to see where the season's gonna go. Um, and a uh, uh, short movie that my brother recommended that we watch called Guava Island that Donald Glover made. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. So definitely watch those and join us in two weeks. Uh, in the meantime, make your goddamn lists. Just keep in mind, by the way, yep. for anyone that is interested and is planning on making a list, I didn't mention this last... I don't think I mentioned it that much last episode of Uninhibited, but... Um, when you make your top ten, also do three dark horses. This will yeah, you mentioned did I? it. Okay, because a lot of you people forget it. the dark horses. Uh, those are important because those are the tiebreakers. Nine times out of yep. ten. But um, but yeah, I think last year. I think the funniest one last year was that Anthony did not put Avenger Avengers on top <laughs> as number one. Well, we've already discussed Anthony's taste in things and his. Lack of, you know, foresight. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, fair enough. But he probably won't put Endgame at the top of his list this year either. Uh, if he makes a mistake twice, I'd be fucking surprised. I wouldn't be. <laughs> Alright, guys. Yeah, go check out last week's uh, Uninhibited for more details on the movie wager. Check out our social medias where we posted links to the Google Doc. Yeah. And where can they check your social medias out at? You follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. I also have an Instagram and a Facebook at ChubRockGeek. Rarely use those, though. I'm also on uh, Twitch at ChubRockGeek, or just search ChubRockGeek, you'll find me. I rarely stream there, though, but feel free to follow that in case I do go live one day. Um... You can uh, also follow me on the podcast I do with Anthony, who we've been speaking of, uh, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Central Time. Um, for two hours, we do video game content. We talk about whatever we want in the first hour, and then we do video game news in the second hour. And I have a little segment on there I love to do called Why You're Wrong, 
where I basically argue with the internet. Um, internet loses their mind over something stupid, and I tell them why they're wrong. That's simple as it gets. Uh, it's very fun and therapeutic for me. <laughs> but I uh, thoroughly love doing it, and uh, uh, Anthony just needs to get his fucking audio issues in fucking order. Um <laughs> That like you you said that you were frustrated by that and I'm like yeah I was there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, definitely check that out because it's it's a good time. But uh, um, Josh, what about you? Well, along with here every Friday, uh, you can catch me every Friday night live around 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called MPSP Theater. Uh, you can also catch me on Off the Runner. We just did a show this past Saturday um, where me and friends from uh, Stasis Lock and various other shows go together and either build Gundams or other model kits. I actually painted on a miniature uh, this weekend because, you know, I was full-on in painting mode. But, uh... We talk about build tips, techniques, all kinds of stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at nsubanur1976, Twitch at nsubanur76, and I do plan on streaming again soon, probably next weekend, because I upgraded my PC, and I've got a new uh, processor and more RAM, so it's running pretty smooth and i need to check out the streaming capabilities now so maybe we'll have to plan a jackbox not for a couple weeks from now yeah for sure i'll definitely um, like work on making sure i got that in line with my with my pop so that way we're not uh, door dashing during yeah yeah and then uh yeah you can follow me on uh find me on facebook and profiles public find me on my other social media profiles there and follow along or don't <laughs> but or don't whatever you choose whatever you choose the world is your oyster your oyster um but yeah guys again thank you so much for joining us uh we love having you here uh again hit up the the accounts that you use for the for listening to the podcast if it's on itunes or podbean or radio public and leave a, leave a little comment let us know what you think um we love hearing yeah. from you guys leave a rating leave a rating leave a review yeah um, it helps us out get a little bit more coverage so that way we can uh, eventually maybe maybe make this thing a little bit more of a uh, lucrative thing uh, it would honestly like I know Josh kind of doesn't like to push it out there but it would honestly be a dream if uh, we could pay for the website via just ads it'd be dope it'd be awesome that would be cool but you know uh, it's a dream I mean that's the thing about like doing the podcast is we were gonna do the podcast regardless. Like you have to understand that. I I've, yeah. I've been wanting to do this podcast for years and finally got somebody who was willing to do it with me every every other week and and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but now it's hit the point where it's like it's fun and we want to do it and we want to keep doing it. We love having you guys here. We love hearing from you guys when you guys do you know comment on things or or you know talk to us in the discussion group. But. Hey, uh, hey, movement watches. Hey, uh, MeUndies. You guys wanna give us a little sponsorship? Hmm? Hmm? You guys wanna give us a little, uh, little heaven? Jesus, you're like a panhandler. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Alright, guys.
I'm 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 just fucking. I'm jo- I like I would love it, but I'm just joking. I'm I'm not serious, but anyway. but uh, again, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>